0: One of my favorite games to play in middle school youth group when I was growing up is a game called sardines. It's basically the opposite of hide and seek. So instead of one person being it and everyone else going to hide, one person hides and everyone else is it. Everyone else goes to try to find that one person. Our youth group loved playing it in the sanctuary. We turn off all the lights. And whoever was it would would sneak in and hide somewhere where, while one of the leaders kind of held the doors. And then once they were hidden, the doors would open and and the rest of the youth group would run in and search for them. Now, my favorite place to hide was behind a false wall in a storage closet in the back of the sanctuary. I'd leave the door cracked open just, just a little bit, inviting people to look inside. And then I'd laugh to myself when they'd open the door, turn on the light, and not look behind the false wall and walk away perplexed. It was the perfect spot. Last Sunday I mentioned that the power of the Easter message doesn't only involve the search for Jesus, and the search that some of his his first followers went on when they found the empty tomb. It's also the story of God's faithfulness. Easter, it's the, the pinnacle of the story of God searching for us. A search that began in the garden with Adam and Eve and, and God calling out, Where are you? While well, they tried to hide. It's a question that God continues to ask, and it's not necessarily about where we are physically. It, it, it could be about where we are emotionally, where we are spiritually. It, it's a question that begs us to Take an honest look at ourselves wherever we may be on our journey. So over the next couple of months, we're going to explore God calling out to people in the Bible. Maybe not as clearly as God does in the garden, but still calling out, still asking that question, where are you? And asking them, asking ourselves, excuse me, what we can learn from their response. Where might we find ourselves in the narrative? How might we relate to some of the questions that people from the Bible asked when they sensed God's call? What can we learn about God's faithfulness from their stories? Throughout the series, we're going to jump around a bit, spending a lot of time in the Hebrew scriptures. But, but today we're going to explore God's faithfulness through the lens of what the disciples experience when they are encountered by the resurrected Christ. Now, each of the Gospels, they tell some story of Jesus appearing around the empty tomb or on a road near the empty tomb. The the Gospel of Luke tells of when Jesus finds the disciples together as a group, starting at Luke chapter 24, verse 36. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled and why do you doubt? Why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do You have anything here to eat. Now they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets and in the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And then he told them, this is what was written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This is the word of the Lord Thanks be to God. So as Jesus finds the disciples, we see God's faithfulness on display in many, many ways. We could point to the fulfillment of the prophecies, or to Jesus opening their eyes to some of what he taught before the crucifixion. But in my mind, the most powerful part of this story is Jesus finding the disciples, finding them in the midst of their despair. They're confused. The world that they knew, the life they committed themselves to, it had just completely crumbled. What were they supposed to do now? They were confused. They're full of questions. Probably even some doubt. They're shocked. I imagine they're in the state that many of us find ourselves in after we've lost a loved one suddenly. Where you just kind of vacillate between tears and being numb. And Jesus finds them in that place. He gives them hope. When John tells this story in in his gospel, he writes that the doors of the room where the the disciples gathered were locked because they were afraid. They were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They they couldn't be sure who was looking for them, and, and, and they had to know that they'd be associated with Jesus. So they hid, probably in fear of their lives. Then the, the two disciples who, who Jesus finds on the road to Emmaus show up to share what they had just experienced. I imagine they, they struggled to find the right words. They probably rambled on and on out of excitement and disbelief, struggling to, to kind of put together complete sentences. And then in the middle of the chaos, Jesus shows up. They go from panic to hysteria. And Jesus responds with a greeting that would have been familiar even worn. Peace be with you. He passes the peace. And as he does, he brings calm and comfort in the midst of confusion, in the midst of panic.
1: There was a moment
0: during our in-person service here on Monday, Thursday, uh, last week in the courtyard, where I sensed a bit of what I think is this type of peace. It, it had been a chaotic week, preparing for Easter juggling an increasingly busy family schedule, navigating everything that has to do with COVID, how we open, how we don't open, all of it. And in the middle of the service, I heard this this faint and familiar sound of congregational singing during the service. Now, the 40 or so of us who were, were here, we were spread out, plenty of distance. We were wearing masks. We were singing quietly under them. But there was something peaceful about singing a hymn Together for the first time in over a year, hearing one another. Whether it's Jesus showing up in a chaotic room after the resurrection or stilling a storm on a, on a boat where the disciples are sure they're going to die, or God bringing peace through congregational singing in the season of loss and in a season of isolation in our courtyard. We find hope when God responds to our confusion by. An Bringing us peace. When Jesus arrives in the room with the disciples, we, we can see, he can see the confusion on their face. And he could also tell there was a degree of, of doubt. Really? What's happening? Jesus turns to them, looks at his hands and his feet, to, to, and invites them to touch him. And then he sees that they're still not convinced. So he asks for food, a broiled fish, and he eats it in front of them. Luke was a doctor, and he's known for paying attention to great detail, but he was also of Greek descent, so he knew Greek philosophy. Now the Greeks believed that in death the mind and the spirit were freed from the bondage uh, the bondage that they had to the body and on the other hand, in Jewish theology it, it said that God must redeem the whole person body, mind, and spirit all together. so when Luke writes of the proof of the resurrection. He includes both the spiritual, they thought they saw a ghost, and he includes the physical body. The risen Christ both walked through walls and ate fish. He invited those who were there to confront their fear and to experience him. God's faithfulness is on display as they're invited to do their own research. Now, in the same way, we're invited to explore our doubts, About ourselves, about God, about what we see and hear in in the world. A part of being honest with our own faith journeys is not shying away from those questions. It's one of the reasons I'm asking us to look at this question during the series of where are you? We shouldn't be ashamed of our doubts. The truth is we all have them. And there's plenty of room for skepticism in the Christian faith. And I fully believe that God finds us as we ask questions, as we do some digging on our own. Don't be afraid to examine evidence, to look for proof, to engage your doubts. Then Jesus responds to the disciples' shock by opening their minds. He connects the dots from Moses to the prophets to the Psalms. He explains everything that it happened to him and and why it had to happen, he even talks a little bit about what's coming. Now, this was a familiar pattern for the disciples. He often responded to their shock by going away with them and giving them some sort of explanation. The the explanation itself might have actually led to more questions. It, It was almost as though each time he answered one mystery, he led them down the road to another. He kept them moving forward by asking questions. We see this in the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. The disciples try to convince Jesus that he shouldn't go to Judea. That, you know, the last time he was there, people tried to kill him, so it probably wasn't a good idea. And Jesus says that it is for their sake, for their belief, that they need to go. Before Jesus calls Lazarus out of the grave, he, he prays and he asks God to help the crowd believe because of what was about to happen. Lazarus being raised from the dead wasn't just about Jesus doing something miraculous. It wasn't just about his closest friend. It was also about doing something for those who would witness the whole thing. But I imagine, just like with the resurrected Christ finding the disciples behind a locked door, that it also led to more questions. They get another piece of the picture, but they still don't see the whole thing. Jesus finds the disciples in the midst of their despair, their confusion, their doubt, their shock. He finds them and he brings hope. This last year has been difficult for for so much of our world, for many of us, may we cling to the reminder that there is hope and that God is faithful. Amen.